Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So my guest today is Cheshire Life, the Cheshire Life coach, Caroline Marshall. So welcome, Caroline, to the show. Hi. I don't know why I've got I've got down here Cheshire-based life coach, but you are the Cheshire life. I coach, am the Cheshire life you? coach. That's so me. Tell me all about it. Why are you the Cheshire life coach? What's your backstory? Tell us how you got into coaching. Oh, so um, I've always kind of done sorts of work that kind of involved coaching. And to be honest, when yeah. I was about twenty-four, I was like, I really want to be a life coach. And I was like, nobody is going to take a twenty-one-year-old life coach seriously. Was my perception at the time. So it was one of those things, kind of life continued to happen as it does. Uh, I got married, had a baby. Got At 21? No, 23, <laughs> I got married. 23, still quite young. So got married, had a baby, got divorced, um, remarried, another baby. Um, and kind of got to a point where I was like, do you know what? I've had a lot of a life experience along the way in terms of, you know, relationship experience. And um, my my dad died and caring for my mum because my mum has a lot of ill health and I just thought, do you know what? I feel like I've got a lot to offer people. Yeah, well, um, you can't really put an age, I don't think, can you? On everything like that to say that you're no. not experienced. Because and I think it was very much younger. Absolutely, and I think it was very much my own perception of that, really, and actually my own confidence around what I could give people um, in terms of help. And then, so I, I toyed with the idea for a long time, and then lockdown one happened, and I was like, blimey, if there's a time to kind of focus on me a little bit and because I've got time so we all never have time now is the time so um I discovered that Cambridge University were doing their courses online delivering them online which was brilliant Cambridge University I I tell you so um (laughs) they'll tell you the people on it were amazing talk about imposter syndrome at the time um so I um I did the I did the uh, certification passed and was like brilliant and so kind of launched myself out into the coaching world really focusing on working with mums yeah well I was going to say actually why mums in particular uh what's the attraction there I know you are a mum yourself you know Mm. most a lot of us are aren't we but why mums in particular do you think I just feel that we're in a group of women that particularly kind of prioritize others more above ourselves all the time it's kind of hardwired into being a mum and I think when you first have a baby there's lots of support there you have a baby lots of support when you're pregnant lots of support and then it just disappears (laughs) and then you're kind of left yeah you're just kind of left um and as your children get older your life sort of shifts and changes and I think lots of women get to a point where they just go I'm not sure what I want to do with the rest of my life and I love my kids you know I love my life but I'm not as fulfilled as I thought I was going to be something needs to change but I haven't a clue what and then enter Caroline to hopefully help those women and you know what's amazing you can't really put your finger on a time when you suddenly think no I'm not putting myself first anymore. It kind of is a gradual thing, isn't it? You look yeah. in the mirror and you see the the puke on your top or you see food down yeah, your t-shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, to put it bluntly. And you yeah, think, absolutely. when did I get to this stage? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, and I think it is changing slightly in terms of society's view of mums and dads. Yeah. But I think it's very much that there's an expectation that mum will do everything. And if, if dads are involved, it's like, 
are they amazing oh you're so lucky to have such an involved husband and it's like oh, no, really but then they can I... walk away again and then the yeah. rest of it you know no I, I'm not speaking for all fathers of course that isn't true of all fathers yeah they absolutely I think there's a societal perception that if if dads are very involved and very hands-on you should be lucky as a mum I suppose is yes, what I'm saying I and I think that that is changing and evolving which is brilliant but I still think that we're very much in a place where mums just naturally don't put themselves first and I think that we can kind of assume as mums that that's where it's always going to be and that that's if we're being a good mum that's what we're doing and I'm there to kind of help mums say actually it's okay to prioritize yourself a little bit and it doesn't have to be at the cost of all these people in your life so let's just for our listeners just kind of differentiate the two between maybe counseling mm. and life coaching so that people aren't going to think yeah. oh, well, I don't need a counselor I don't need a therapist yeah. you know what's what are the differences are is are they the same are they completely different I think there's a lot of confusion about that and I think that I when I the, a lot of the ones that I work with have kind of got to that point where they think do you know what I don't actually need counseling but I need something so really simplistically it's a guidance yeah really simplistically counseling would be looking backwards so there may be a past trauma that you want to resolve and you want to work through um coaching is actually saying where are we now and where do you want to be and let's work together to get you where you want to be yeah um and that's and it's so it's very forward focusing we might look to the past a little bit to see how why you're feeling like you are but we're not about dealing with that past trauma we're about dealing with who you are now where you want to be and are the children at a certain age, do you think, when women think, take that breath that you took before mm. the line, now what? Do you think it's a, it's a certain point for every woman or man when the children maybe go to school or they're mm. maybe a toddler? When do you think that is? I think um, a lot of the mums that I see, their children are at school. Yeah. So I think when they're very young, you're kind of, you know, just in the melee of, all, of everything. Their kids go to school and all of a sudden they're like, I've got a little bit more time. time. Or perhaps they're sort of nine, 10, 11, 12, they're going up to high school. And again, you've physically got a bit more time because they're not so reliant on you. Um, And mums are are sort of at a point where they can say, what what else would I like to be doing now? So why why should a mum contact a life coach? Give us some examples. So I I work with mums for lots of different things. So we can look at finding fulfillment. We can look at confidence building, perhaps career choices that they've kind of done work that just sort of suited, but actually it's not making their world spin. Perhaps they've got some relationship things going on that they want to explore. The key thing is, is that when you're with a, a life coach, it's somebody impartial. I'm invested in getting you where you want to be, but I'm not impacted by the decisions that you make and I think that that's the big difference that you have we have lots of friends and family who are really supportive and really have your best interests at heart but they're only human and actually they can't switch off that little bit that says oh if you do that that's going to affect me in this way by speaking to a coach you talk to somebody completely impartial because even though I'm, I'm going to talk about um, and bring some topics up now that you'll probably cover with mm. with your clients and things which can also be covered I guess with a therapist and a counsellor but obviously Mm. you're going to address it in a different way so let's talk about oh as a mum I know many individuals will go through things like you know lack of confidence and self-esteem because you've been this robot haven't you for so Mm. long Mm. and then yeah the children start school you take a breath it's great maybe for a short time then you think 
but what's my purpose yeah absolutely and that's something that is great great to explore with a coach because we can go right back to basics we can look well okay let's reconnect with your values what are your values now they might be very different to what they were before you had children or when you were 20 and actually we reconnecting with those values is really helpful to go oh Maybe that's why I'm not actually feeling so fulfilled because the values I've got don't match with how my life is day to day. So perhaps just as a basic example, perhaps, you know, you really value learning and you love to learn, but you're in a job that you can do with your eyes closed because it fitted in the school hours. Yeah. Well, it's no wonder you're not feeling super fulfilled because actually it's, you're not getting from it what you need. Um, and by talking to a coach, you can, we can help you identify that. And then it's up to you then to, we can explore together what options would work for you. Definitely. And also things like, yeah, your uh, self-limiting beliefs, because mm. where, where they're going to go and okay, the, the job they maybe used to do and they had confidence in that job. Absolutely. Um, and especially if they want to try something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. And self-limiting beliefs are so, so enormous, actually, for people, so enormous. And we have all these sort of negative conversations in our own heads that we very imposter, often just imposter syndrome. Oh, absolutely. Time. That was definitely going on for me when I was doing my course with all these very intimidating, fabulous okay, people. All over the world. I'm su- not surprised. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, but it's tuning into that voice and the coach can help you do that and help you to separate fact from fiction. Yeah. if you like, in terms of what that voice is saying. And a, a lot of mums that I've worked with that we've done that with, it, they've just kind of like, like it's just opened their eyes. I, I, I can't believe how unkind I am to myself. Yeah. And, and then thinking about how those beliefs have been formed and kind of drilling down from there. Um, it's, it's fascinating, actually. And it's something that is so helpful for women going forward. It's just brilliant. Yeah. And one thing which I think is an absolute biggie is a work-life balance mm-hmm. and when your child has gone to work gone to uh, you know preschool nursery mm-hmm. or starting school for the first time and you do start working again you yeah. still feel as a woman that that responsibility is on you to make sure you're there at the school gates or somewhere isn't it and that's yeah. that's a big deal I think it, it takes you a while to get into that routine and maybe incorporate your partner to help you pick up or a relative yeah. or something absolutely and the thing is, as well, it might be that that's what you want to do. And I, I know certainly yeah. from my point of view, I wanted to be there to pick my kids up from school. And if they were poorly, I could be at home with them. So I've shaped my working life around that so that I'm able to do that. Yeah. Um, but that's something, again, that mums can explore about. Well, do you want that? And if you don't want that, let's work on why you're feeling guilty about that. And yeah. let's help you be free of that guilt so that you can be as fulfilled as you want to be. And I think it, that's the mum guilt is such an enormous, enormous issue yeah. um, for so many mums, self-imposed and societally imposed. You know, right. it's, it's I want to talk about that guilt because it never leaves you. So no. my son's at university, my daughter's in year nine at school. But if I don't spend enough time Mm-hmm. with them because I'm busy I can't concentrate and, and, but you are aware I think to, you know after a while you are aware that hang on I need to take a breath here and, mm-hmm. and have family time sort of thing but regardless that guilt is always there it never leaves you. it gets better but it never leaves you no and there was a study I can't think who did it there was a study um that was undertaken that said that modern mums now spend more time with their children yeah than mums did like 50 years ago that's crazy yeah 
that's absolutely crazy you know no wonder so many mums are kind of crumbling under that pressure of like work and and um their children and you know looking a certain way and being you know all these other things trying to get back into your jeans after you had a baby ah, all these other expectations so yeah the mum guilt is, is a really tricky one and one that um takes time to get past actually we're not we're never necessarily all going to be completely free of it but we can explore ways of well how can we balance that out so that you're getting what you need from your life and it's not saying you don't love your kids we all love our kids it's it's kind of separating I love my kids from but I need time for me and I love myself as well and I love absolutely yeah and and seeing those things as separate entities and not being that you know one means you can't do the other yeah and Mm. I think we've all seen a lot of people well, let's use that word pivot, you know, I love mm-hmm. that word, mm-hmm. um, you know, during the pandemic, because mm-hmm. people have been furloughed or lost their jobs and they've gone for their dreams and they've turned things around. Mm-hmm. So we, we're seeing less of these high flying women getting to work at seven, getting in at mm-hmm. seven or eight night, you know, and the kids have been at child minds all day. Like you say, they're spending more time with the children. So you also do career coaching as well, don't you? So what kind of things are involved with that? So it's essentially helping mums to kind of look at where they are, helping them identify their skills and experience and what transferable skills and experience they are and really helping them to sort of think about what they actually want to do. And likewise, if they're in a job that they enjoy, but there's some issues with it, maybe some boundary issues. Boundaries is such a massive one, isn't it, in terms of work life looking at that and looking at how we can explore that um, and I'm also at the moment I am talking to some employers as well about going in and doing some coaching with mums there and I had a really interesting conversation with uh, a legal firm uh, a few weeks ago where the the gentleman that I spoke to felt that all issues were resolved for mums now <clears throat> excuse me because they're, they're they work from home so because they're working from home this, this work no life balance because they're working from home and it's like wow Wow, I mean, I this was a very progressive do, company. Yeah, I do think it's a lot easier. For example, Ooh. I just, you know, I'm interviewing you today, and as yeah. we're interviewing, my daughter's ringing me saying there's a problem at school with the water. Absolutely. We've all got to go. I've home. got a ten year old off with COVID. And you, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I I can take myself back to the mm. corporate world where you'd be having hot sweats, thinking I need to go, I need to go. How yeah. I'm going to? I've got to go. My son's ill. I've got to go pick him up mm. or whatever. And I would hate to go back there. To be fair, I do yeah. think. There's a lot of benefits, isn't there? But yes, it just brings its own challenges, go. doesn't it? it? Just brings its own challenges. They don't you know. just go away. You know, they don't forever. just go away. No, no. There's a little tippy tap on the door. I get that a lot. A little tippy tap on the door. <laughs> um, yes, I'm free. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> oh, well, Caroline, we're just going to take a short break to give a big shout out to my sponsors and we're back in a second. Okay. Let me introduce our sponsor, Everything Genetic Limited, specialists in preventative healthcare testing helping people to identify to see if they are at risk of developing common hereditary cancers and heart conditions. Based in Nantwich, Cheshire, they partner with some of the UK's market-leading laboratories, supplying revolutionary genetic tests to healthcare providers and patients for the detection, diagnosis and treatment planning of cancer, heart disease and other illnesses. One of their main aims is to democratise genetic testing, meaning everyone can take control of their own well-being and healthcare to detect any problems at an early stage, when they are most treatable. 
They also offer a COVID testing service, which is on the government list, initially launched to support clinical partners who were unable to get patients in during the pandemic. This service enables patients to come back into clinics to resume all important cancer testing and is available through over 200 partner companies. They offer a comprehensive range of coronavirus COVID-19 test kits and services for individuals, healthcare providers and employers. For more information, visit their website, everythinggeneticlimited.co.uk. So welcome back where we're talking to the Cheshire Life Coach, Caroline Marshall. So Caroline, we have covered quite a lot of things today. So what I did want to bring up was the published articles, because I love the sound of them when I was reading Why Aren't I Happy? Mm. And I love that because it's so true when we look on social media and we think everyone's living in this fantastic world, but it's not, is it? It's fantasy. It's not real. No. And I think we can feel such an enormous pressure as women and as mums to kind of, you know, live up to that. I mean, we've all done it. We've all posted a picture where, you know, like, love my fam. Yeah. Like five minutes before you've literally wanted to strangle your kids because they're (laughs) insane because they they won't smile for the picture or they're like the fighting it's just take it so it's you know it's it's just being um aware of that and trying to look at if that's affecting you but what can you do yeah to help with that actually to limit that access if need be and you know it's funny because I, I I've worked myself worked for myself for a few years now and I find myself not so much wanting to keep up with the Joneses, but I understand more why people post all this because obviously to promote themselves yeah. and it isn't real, but you kind of, when I'm putting posts out, I'm fully aware of that and I'm not mm. expecting, um, you know, a million likes or a million followers and things yeah. like that, which is another thing that can really, you know, be daunting for people and compare yeah. them to these wonderful celebs or people that are you know going live all the time and things it reminds me of being back at high school where you look at like the cool kids and the cool kids are going out to the parties on a weekend you think they're having such a great time and I can't go out I can't go because I'm too square and too scared Um, and then then, you know you speak to those people you know years years afterwards and they're like oh it was awful yeah I hated it yeah I hated it I felt such a lot of pressure to do all these things you think it's just the same social media is. is just the same yeah and also that, um, well, we all know that, well, I'll be happy if, if I could just lose a stone yeah. or, you know, I could just get my kitchen done or if I could just, you know, just sort this out, I'll, I'll, I know I'll be happier. Can we wait until then? But it's yeah. just not true, is it? It isn't. As I said, I mean, as I say in that article, I think we all kind of have that, you know, I'll be happy when and, you know, wanting that. But it's about sometimes appreciating the instant gratification and say, well, let's, why not I be happy now? And also accepting that you probably will be a bit happier when you achieve those things, but they'll be replaced by something else. something else. So actually taking the time. And again, one of the things that you can do within coaching is taking the time to appreciate, well, what does make you happy now? Or what would make you happy? And not on a superficial level, on a deeper level than that. What yeah. will fulfill you? What will keep you going? You know, that, you know, fills you up and kind of focusing on that and building that into your life because you're worth it. You know, yeah. in the words of L'Oreal, you're worth it. And I love the experiment as well. I'm not sure if it was you that um, created the experiment for the article or if you read about this, but writing down three positive things each day. Yeah, so that was Seligman. Um, he, he created that. And just the idea of you write down three positive things every day. And the study showed 
that actually after sort of 15 days, they did the, they did re revisited those people and they were physically happier. They felt happier. So just that act of seeking out the positive in life, yeah. we can all be a bit moany and be like, oh, yeah, you know, and it's in the British way a little bit as well. We yeah. love a good moan. But actually it's, it's about kind of seeking those positives. And sometimes it can be really tricky. You can have a day where you think there has been nothing good today. But there's always something. And I it's something I do with my kids when we sit and have our tea at, um, in an evening. I'll say, what good things have happened today? And, you know, and you could have been in, they can be in a couple of hours from school and they've not, they've told you nothing. Yeah. Nothing's happened. And then you put, or, or they tell you you've had a dreadful day. And they're all yeah. about how awful the day's been. Yeah. You think, oh, I've had a struggle day. And <laughs> then you do this, then you do this like, oh, what's positive day? And you hear things, you think, why didn't you lead with that? That was yeah, amazing. I know, that was I fantastic. Know. It's lovely. And just since I read that article, you know, I did it on my daughter recently as well when she was having mm. a, I wouldn't say a bad day, but I just said, well, let's start doing it. And she was a writing it down day. in a little notebook and it works. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's great. And the other thing as well is random acts of kindness. I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love, I love a random act of kindness. I love being the recipient of a random act of kindness and I yeah. love doing it as well. And I think the lovely thing about random acts of kindness is it, it's, it's not about the praise. It's just about doing something nice for somebody else. Yeah, it's so rewarding, um, isn't it? It is. It's so rewarding. And I love that. So I'm a bit, you know, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, little gifts for people. They don't have to be big things, you know, just arriving people's doorsteps that they don't know. And in fact, although I have to say, I mean, I'd love to sound like I'm this really, really lovely person, but I did this <laughs> recently for a friend where there was all, we we're having some problems with our post locally. And I did it for a friend and I had this lovely thing sent to me. I was really pleased with it. This is a really lovely gift. She's never mentioned it. Oh no! So, and I didn't say it was from me. I just want because I, I didn't want it to want it to be anonymous. Are you sure she got time, it? Are you sure she? I don't know it? she got it, and this is it. But I don't want to ask her. might have pinched it. I don't want to ask her because then it kind of looks like I'm fishing. So, oh yeah, no! There, 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 you have to kind of sneakily ask a relative that lives with her or something. Yeah, like did that, she receive this really lovely little gift? But um, yeah. So it's it's it, but it is it's lovely, and I I I like to do that sort of thing, and I think if more people did it then I think the world would be a happier place. Definitely. And mm. one thing that I was doing during the pandemic was volunteering. Mm. And it made me feel amazing. Not only yeah. did I feel I was giving back, I was one of the first to be out and chatting to people because I was yeah. loud. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't being indoors all the time or in the garden or what have you. And I absolutely loved it. And just yeah. to give back and help pensioners that had not been out and they were frightened to death and reassuring them. But didn't the pandemic bring out the best in people? It did. Exactly. You, you know, yeah. you experienced that, you know, we've got to know neighbours on our road that we didn't know because some a WhatsApp chat was formed to, yeah. you know, if anybody needs anything, because I've got a Tesco delivery slot, if anybody needs anything, it yeah. was just, yeah. just little things that I just little think. Things. Go a long way, brought, don't they? Yeah, it did. In, it did bring out the best in people in some ways like that. Yeah. Okay, let's have some fun facts. Let's delve deeper. Do a deep dive into Caroline Marshall. <laughs> Are we ready? I love this. Okay, bear with me one second. Let me find my page. Okay, Caroline, let's talk about animals here. What is your mm. favourite pet? Do you have any animals at home? Oh, I'm all about the dogs. So we have a dog. Yeah, and I will that. admit that um, my husband wanted to get a dog and I was very much reticent about getting a dog. Uh, my, my daughter was very frightened of animals. Uh, and dogs and my niece my sister got a uh, puppy and then she was kind of he's like this will help this will help so we got fudgy fudgy entered my life my husband said to me not long ago actually he's like look at you you're looking at that dog in a way I've never seen you look at anybody <laughs> the dog and I are very are very united 
So I'm all about the dogs now. Yeah, all about the dogs. So what kind of dog have you got? What breed? He's is a it? poodle. He's a Springer Spaniel miniature poodle cross, oh. and he's just the softest nature he just wants to be sat with you and gazing at you we have moments where on the city and he'll look at me and i'll look at him and we gaze into each other's oh. eyes it's a, it's quite a love story to be honest it's fabulous been there, <laughs> thinking why does she not look at me like that yeah i was in <laughs> fact these words actually left my husband's mouth the other day. why can't you rub my belly like you rub the dogs like that, that because that's weird because you're a 42 year old man oh my goodness <laughs> okay now this is one i only ask a few guests what's the favorite part of your body oh one I think it's a tough one Mm, it is a tough one and it's interesting actually again when I'm with clients and we're talking about um body image and positivity and people can find it really hard Uh, I have to say um I'm a big fan of my lips yeah a nice shape lip that yeah yeah nice it's all totally natural um I get a lot of compliments about my eyes uh, and I'm all about my hair I'm all about my hair, although it's a bit great at the minute, but I'm all about my hair. Looking gorgeous. I love that, you say. I love that because go back, you know, even maybe five, ten years ago, women would be too afraid of saying what parts of the body they liked or complimenting themselves. But now I think, like you say, we're kinder and we're kind of accepting ourselves more. And it's great to love yourself more. It is. It really is. And to appreciate, you know, you don't need that outside confirmation, actually. It's it's lovely to hear it, but it's important that it comes from inside yeah. that you feel It's not like we're going inside. around saying it every five minutes, but it's just nice to recognise yeah. you have nice parts. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. So you, are you 42, did you say? I am. 42. So I'm a lot older than you, but <laughs> just thinking about how technology's changed, are you mm. more of a pick up the phone and ring me girl or are you a text message? Um, I do like to have a chat. I do like to have a chat. Um, so I don't yes, you, Caroline. I don't. I know. You. I know. It's shocking. <laughs> shocking. Brand new information. Uh, no. I, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm definitely a chatter. Unless I'm busy, and then it'll be. A, but I can't leave a message unreplied. I do like to reply promptly. But we've lost that, though. I think we've lost that. Pick up the phone and have a conversation. Don't you think? I know we do video calls and things like that, but a lot of people are just texting all the time. And I think we've lost that ability to pick up the phone and think, I'm just going to grab a brew or grab a glass of wine and ring my pal for 10 or 15 minutes. Even better if you FaceTime, even better. Well, FaceTime is better. Yeah, but I just I just miss that old-fashioned telephone call, you know? I've been watching um, Carrie Bradshaw again in the new epi- in the new yeah. in the City, and I never forget her with her phone, because I'm going to get an old-fashioned phone, But uh, and how she wasn't coming to grips with these modern mobile phones and then seeing yeah. them now and how they change. She's doing podcasts and everything. But, yeah, <laughs> I think we, we've lost that. Uh, one more before we have to go. Okay, then, are you a paperback or Kindle? Oh, paperback all the way. I don't understand the joy of Kindles. No, I did have one and I just didn't. I just, there's there's something very satisfying about finishing the book. And, yeah. Oh, no. Turning the pages and the smell of a new book. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm all about, yeah, I'm all about the paperbacks, not, not Kindles, definitely. Oh, oh, Caroline, it's been absolutely gorgeous talking to you today. Um, but for our listeners, if we've got any mums out there that need your help, and they're thinking, I need to contact this lady. How can they get in touch with you and join all these fabulous courses? 
Okay, so um, you can find me on my website, which is uh, www.thecheshirelifecoach.co.uk. There's lots of information on there about the um, coaching that I do. Also, um, a little link on there because I'm going to be um, running a retreat very soon um, for mums. So that's very exciting. Um, and I also offer group courses if people want some sort of short courses on confidence building and things. Um, I'm also on Insta and on Facebook. I'm at the Cheshire Life Coach on both of those. So give me a follow. And if you want to get in touch, absolutely drop me a message. There's contact, de- there's contact details on all of my, my social media. Brilliant. And you know, that retreat sounds amazing. How wonderful for mums to get together. They've got all that in common, reassure each other and have such a great bonding time. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Doing it with the fantastic uh, Nick Wagstaff from Inspire Wire. So it's going to be brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I wish you all the best and I'm sure we'll chat again in the future. Thanks very much. You've been listening to my podcast, Appetite for Life, also supported by sponsor, Danebank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. Would you like to be a guest on this show? Or maybe you're interested in a sponsorship package. For any further information, you can find me across various social media platforms as Karen Kelly Podcasts, or send me an email, karenenderkelly at btinternet.com.